Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, it's another Monday morning. It's weird. It's happening every week. This Monday comes in. Every week. Every week it happens like this, Dr. Andy. How are you on this Monday? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, if I was any better, I'd be you. (laughs) Well, that's a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard that one? (laughs) No. I don't know where I heard that. I learned something new today. Yes, you did. You did. And our listeners are going to learn something new today because you were doing your YouTube live, which I will tell everybody is on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Mountain Time over on YouTube. It's called Dr. Andy's World, A-N-D-I, Dr. Andy's World. Um, And you were raving about Torchy's ear update, this amazing blue powder ear solution. Now, I don't know anything about this blue powder or blue power, power blue power. power i thought it was powder for years Did, is I it is that the actual name of it yeah that's what they call it blue power okay well let's let's talk about it maybe somebody wants to do it uh for their dogs so recap about torchy's Torch. ears and uh the success that you're having right now yeah so torchy's my mini wired hair dachshund he is 16 months old today He's a whole 16 months old. Happy birthday, Torch. Yes. And he's like the light of my life. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting, honestly. He's but, your favorite. Um, he's oh your favorite. God. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. My husband is like, you guys make me nauseous. But anyway, um, <laughs> and he came He came to live with me when he was three months old. So he was a little older. And about a week after that, he had a little rash on his belly. He had a goopy ear. Um and I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And I did some things, lots of things. I mean, you know, just wiping it out, trying, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, not going to use any, any antibiotics or steroids. So literally we've been struggling until about last month with this goop beer, which has never bothered him. Bothers his mama. It bothers me. It smells. It would make that, you know, squishy noise in there. It, I would, we we would clean out wax, you know, every day, every other day. He thought this was fun because he would stand on my bathroom sink and, and he would get a treat. So he thought this was wonderful. And I mean, essential oils, we did homeopathy, we did witch hazel, we did, you know, this mixture and that mixture. And then finally it popped into my head. There is this blue powder out there. I heard somebody talk about this blue powdered. So off to Dr. Google, I go, it's actually not blue powder. It's blue power and it's a liquid and it's three ingredients. It's gentian, G-E-N-T-I-A-N. It's a 1% solution and it is bright blue. Like, (laughs) you have to do this outside. It'll stain. Like it's amazing. 
um, some boric acid, which is not borax. You or order boric acid off of Amazon. And I use witch hazel. I did not do isopropyl alcohol. That seems a little rough to me. That's really drying. And, and if you have any like open skin, oh, they'll be very mad. So don't do that. Um, but it is an option. And it was those three ingredients. I ordered them off of Amazon. They showed up. I mixed them up. And I have also tried to avoid squirting the liquid into the dog's ear. I never understood that. Why would we want to squeeze the liquid into the ear? I don't get it. But that was the directions. And I was desperate because the next step was going to be the antibiotics and the steroids because I'm like, he can't live with a gooky ear. And it was just the one ear, right? Mm -hmm. I, like, oh, I have so many clients that struggle with one ear, right? Oh, and we went outside and I did it and he was mad at me. Um, oh, well. And so we did it twice a day for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, but literally in three days, it was like 85% better. Wow. And to this day, which is a about a month. And I've been doing it less because he does really hate it. And I don't want to like ruin our relationship too much with it. <laughs> um, about every three days we do a dose at this point, the ears match. They are the same color. There is no goop. There's no noise there. I mean, like have not seen this ear this good till that since the day he showed up at my house. Like I am so I'm we're going to I'm going to the breeders today because I um, adjust all of her dogs um, and he's going to come with and I'm so excited to show her because it's like that amazing that amazing. so I just want to make sure now I just pulled it up I put in mm -hmm. blue power ear treatment now on the ingredients you're not using alcohol in, mm -hmm. in the ingredients you're using witch hazel mm-hmm and you want to make sure that people understand, uh, obviously, if you read it, you will know what it is, but boric acid. And you said, make sure it's not what? Borax. Because a lot of people have borax that they put in their laundry. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And actually, I think it's the same compound. I really do. And my chemistry is a little lacking. But I think the boric acid is just uh, maybe a little finer and it dissolves a little better. Mm -hmm. um, it may be a and maybe a molecule off it's a little different so you just want to order like the, the little it's a you know supplement bottle full of boric acid okay got it got it all right so we'll which is not an acid by the way <laughs> yeah, can I put, don't put acid burn. in your dog's ear yeah it, it doesn't burn it's actually the compound in there to um, make your the ears feel better it actually is the, the one that is um, calming to the ears which makes no sense when it's called boric acid i get it people Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, good. Good to know. And I'm glad that Torchy is feeling better. Better. All right. So another thing that you talked about on your live was unflaming your animal's brain. Well, first of all, do people know that they're inflaming their animal's brain? Let's start there. I mean, how are we inflaming our animal's brain and not even realizing it? I feeding kibble. It's <laughs> easy. Yeah, it was easy, right? So in people, we have an epidemic of type two diabetes, insulin resistance, right? Too much carbohydrates in the diet that and they are now referring to and they meaning maybe not your doctor that you're seeing that is generally about 20 years behind in <laughs> research and what's Longer new in the that. world. Longer than that. And you know what's new out in the world? Um, they're calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes. Wow. 
because it's an insulin resistance in the brain. The brain is so, it has too much insulin, too much carbohydrates, even though the brain works off of glucose. The brain needs glucose to function, but we are so saturated with these high processed foods with too much carbohydrates in the diet that we're inflaming the brain. It's happening in our pets. See, that's, I am extrapolating. I am using my own opinion on that, but that is what's happening in our pets. How many pets have behavior issues? How, when's the last, what, five, eight years, we now have veterinary behaviorists because our animals have separation anxiety over everything. Um, they just cannot get their brains to engage because they are insulin resistant, too much carbohydrates, and they're inflamed from head to toe, including in the brains. That's what I'm seeing. That's my opinion on this. And I don't see it. it it's gotta be going on. It's well, it's absolutely going on. It's, that's why your dog has a sensitive stomach, quote unquote. Yes, that too. Sensitive <laughs> stomachs, sensitive brains, sensitive joints. Yeah. It's all because they're carbohydrate loaded and they're eating a processed food diet. So, so even some of these um, brands, guys, that sound really good. So someone said to me the other day that, um, you know, their dog just couldn't eat raw mm -hmm. or wouldn't eat raw. And uh, they were going to cook it. And I was like, well, so I can really take that stuff apart a lot of the times. And they were saying, well, they were doing open open farms and da, 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 da. And I looked up open farms and it looks really good until you start calculating. And even on their cheat, because they cheat on their protein levels, they cheat on their fat levels, they cheat on all of that. Okay. But even with the numbers that they provided, that was 46% sugar wow. and carbs. Now, I would say it's even higher than that because, as you know, when they're putting their protein numbers in, okay, those protein numbers are jacked up by the lentils and, and mm -hmm. plant proteins. Yeah. Okay. Protein sources from plants and, and the chemistry and the nitrogen and a lot of that's not bioavailable. Right. So, but, but when you really look at it and as a picture of a farm and it, it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And here's what I do know that a, a lot of companies will, um, you know, say, well, there's no soy and there's no corn and there's no this and there's no that. Okay. And that's sort of, they'll say those things, but you have to look deeper. If you think that your dog has a sensitive stomach, okay, let's just play by you know, your own words, mm -hmm. um, you've got to start looking at what is inappropriate for our carnivores. And that is sugar, right? That is high carbs, just like you were saying. Why would something be good for you? Why would nature cause you to eat things that inflame your brain? It doesn't. Nature doesn't do that. Mm -mm. Right? No. But um, yeah, so you get this inflamed brain. You know, this is very interesting to me. And I, you got to wonder, so there's no way to reverse Alzheimer's that we know of, correct? Ah, but is there? Is there? So the, the ketogenic diet in people yeah. has been around since the 1920s where it came about to treat seizures. 
right? Mm. You remove the carbohydrates. Most people that have that have seizures, the seizures go away. They generally, a ketogenic diet does better than any medication they have for that. Also goes for your dogs, people. Yeah. You're having seizures in your dogs, get them off the kibble, get them on all meat, get the carbohydrates out of the diet, see what happens. Um, so with people with dementia and Alzheimer's, we get them off the carbs. What could happen? What could happen? Can we stop that inflammation? Will it stop the progression? Will some of it reverse? I don't think we know. And I think there's a lot of plasticity in the brain um, that that is possible. I think it's possible. Now we're also talking age. We're talking habits. Like, where does this person live? If they're in the senior homes, they're not changing that diet. You know, the two groups that get the worst nutrition are the free school programs for the kids and the nursing homes for the seniors. And those are the two populations that need the best nutrition, but those programs are not supported by anything but big food. So they are getting the worst nutrition. So, you know, how do you, if someone has dementia and Alzheimer's and they really want to eat their popcorn, how do you discuss that with them? I don't, you know, so there's a lot of factors there, but is it possible, especially if you have a family history and you are being proactive? Absolutely. Absolutely. But goes for your dogs too, right? Big time. Like, if Big time having, for the dogs. If they're having seizures, get them off the carbohydrates. Maybe you can change the meds. Maybe you can't. Maybe that'll prevent you from adding the next one and the next one. I don't know. We don't know what they're what it's going to do. Get them off of all the carbohydrates, including all those damn treats. Yeah. And pumpkin. Right. <laughs> I yes, I hear a lot. <laughs> There's so many things. And the peanut butter. Somebody said to me. Oh, and the, the peanut butter. Day. Oh my God. They're pumpkin like, well, and peanut butter. What's wrong with peanut butter? Mm. I'm like, peanut butter well, is no longer allowed in my house, period. Right? End of discussion. Right. Um, I wonder, you know, they're they are they are doing this as I as I've ranted before on here about listening to the vet up here uh tell uh, this person that they were doing a vegan diet and then adding the organs. And I was like, yes. okay, and especially for a cat, I was like, uh, you yeah. should lose your license. But um, I'm wondering about the brains of those animals or even those mm. people, right, that are doing a vegan diet. A lot of times, um, because I have a lot of vegans that live around me, and uh, do 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 uh, do they look very healthy? They don't really look very healthy at all. And the one thing I do know is that uh, because some of my customers, right, are vegans, Therefore, I, I will take the food over personally and put it in their freezer. And I'm like, what are all these pies? What's all the pies and all the goodies and all the ice cream? Now, yep. you, you could say, well, I don't eat meat, but you're eating sugar. Oh, yes. Their diets are usually very unbalanced. And yeah, you can get a lot of non-dairy ice cream in there that falls into your vegan plan, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I actually, for those of you that are interested um, in a ketogenic diet, uh, I have found a doctor, Annette Boz on the internet, and she's an internal med doc, and she's done a lot of work with addiction in the past. And she has, she talks a lot about brains. And she said, the one, the couple of brains that are the hardest to bring back to health, vegetarians and vegans. The brain does not get enough fat to function properly on those diets. And it is damaging. It is damaging. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, no, eat meat, please. Yes. Feed meat yeah. to your dogs, please. Now, you know, dogs, it's called glycogenesis is what it's called. When they, so people are like, well, how do the dogs get their energy source? Mm-hmm. Protein and fat. And those come together and that makes uh, that energy source. So mm-hmm. for instance, uh, if you have a dog that is say like a Vizsla, right? Or any of these working breeds that are out in the field, or let's just say like my son's dogs who are going out on a six mile bike ride and they're going to run like banshees. Maybe you want to feed a little bit higher fat diet a couple of times during the week. You can certainly do that. And so we have some of the, the blends that are going to be about a 15% in the fat content. It, it You can't just say, I like fat or I don't like fat. I think it is, number one, it's got to be raw animal fat. That's big. Okay, yes. let's don't do bacon grease. You're going to throw your dogs into pancreatitis and then you're going to call me and go, this raw diet doesn't work. I'm going to say, no, just your bacon grease. Um, but bacon grease. <laughs> Right? But let's just say if you have one of these extreme athletes, uh, these dogs, yes, you can do a higher fat blend. Do I suggest that you do it 24-7 every day of the week? I don't. And it also, um, you could do it, let's say you do uh, two meals of, let's say, normal fat, 10%. 10, 11%, 12%, maybe. And maybe then you're going to do these, you know, big uh, runs. And then when they come back, maybe you want to, or, or a day before, give them some of these higher fat blends. You can do that. But, but um, if you have poop problems, things like that, you know, everything, the poop would tell you everything you need to know. Right. Right. Now, I now here, here's a caveat to that, what I just said. I do think that when dogs run like banshees for six miles, they might have a little looser stool than they would had they not run the six miles. Yes, absolutely. Not a need but, to run to the vet. No, you might have a little more inflammation. They just work their butts off. And the body's response, the natural body's response is... Okay. And there was a lot more blood headed out to the muscles than it was in the digestion during that time. So yeah, there might be a response to that activity. Just breathe and let it pass with them. But yeah, higher fat, lower fat, you're going to have to get to know your animals. Absolutely. And the gluconeogenesis, it actually breaks down the protein to make the glucose that your animal needs for all the other functions that it needs glucose. Your animals do not need carbohydrates. There is no actual requirement for carbohydrates in your animal's diet or your diet. I had I had uh, someone contact me yesterday who said, you know, my, my vet is still uh, telling me that my dog needs grains. And I said, well, your vet is behind, is very behind the uh, myth buster on that. We yes. busted that. Yes. That whole thing it's got long busted. gone. They really need to catch up. It's like, come on, peeps. They're, got they're to- like way behind over here. It's yeah. embarrassing. It, I, it, I, and I will, I will flat out tell clients, I'm like, well, they're wrong. They are simply wrong on that. Yeah. 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 Your dogs do not need grains, even though they still want to, you know, kind of push that narrative. They don't. That was debunked. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to get this year, you know, debunking other things. I I just think that it starts with our pet parents. They've got to start questioning why do I really need this? Do I really need that? Um, you know, 
we see this epidemic of itchies in dogs, as you know, right? And so it's, I, one of my friends who lost their, their dog, uh, she, she's getting a puppy, right? So her, she's very much questioning how do I want to start this puppy off? Mm -hmm. Meaning not, not raw. She's going to go raw, but the rest of it, right? All the vaccines. These, yeah. yeah. All these things that you, that we've just have been ingrained that you do with a puppy, you know, so many weeks you do these shots, so many weeks you do these shots again, you know, when, you know, question, 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 research, 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 get out there, figure out if you need to do what has always just been done just because it's always just been done. Right. And the other thing too, is that if you want to naturally reared puppy, you're going to have to have that conversation with the breeder. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have to have that conversation. This is not family dinner. We're going to go out and get a puppy, grab a puppy. If you want something naturally reared and you want, you know, their lineage and you want to know the parents and you want to know what they've vaccinated for and not, and how these puppies and the puppies before that and the parents before that have been fed, that's going to take work. You right. have to find those people and you have to make sure those people are not lying to you. Right. It, it's right. Not an easy journey. And you're going to have to be diligent about it. And you're going to have to ask some hard questions. I remember uh, one of the puppies that Neely got several years ago. Um, she had an agreement with the breeder that the breeder would not give the puppy shots. Right. Mm -hmm. And she drove all the way to, I don't know if it was from Colorado to Louisiana or someplace like that. And she gets there and the breeder says, oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Went ahead and vaccinated. Yeah. That happened to another friend of mine too with her puppy. She asked, he agreed. Oh, I, oh, I, oh yeah. I just did them all. Yeah. Hey, not... thanks. Thanks. And I, and I think torches ear biome and his gut biome issues was because he stayed with the breeder a little longer and he did one more set of shots with him that I most likely would not have done. Um, I would have run titers or just, you know, do my own thing um, right. with that. And I think it was that. And she actually, we actually had a conversation about it and she's like, yeah, I think that's probably what happened. And he was just, it, no one else in the litter had a problem with it. He was just that sensitive dog. So, but, so at least she's acknowledging it. She's looking at it. You know, it, will she change anything the next time? Who knows? Well, the, the problem is, Dr. Andy, is that there, I was talking to Dr. Judy about this. How often are the vaccines changed without anyone knowing? Well, yeah. Do we, do we really know? And uh, do we really think that a vaccine has has not evolved or not changed and whether that has evolved or changed for the good or better well right. we're seeing some weird stuff happening yes. dr judy was telling me and i'm sure you see it too that she's seeing younger and younger cancers right and she said mm -hmm. lymphomas are mm -hmm. like off the charts right now young dogs two and three years old yeah. there's no reason for that no. There's no reason. Something is going on, right? So it's not just you got a bad luck of the draw that your dog's, you know, DNA is bad. You know, something has happened to disrupt that system to that point. Yep. And we, we're really not good at 
looking at all the things that could have happened. Well, and my new rabbit hole is all the fillers that are in all of our foods, supplements, vaccines, pharmaceuticals that are not listed on the label. Right. So what, what is in there? Where right. is it coming from? What it, 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 it's, it's mind boggling. It's my new rabbit hole. I'm like, oh my God, I can't take another supplement. They're all just full of fillers. But you know, yeah. What is changed in there from one batch to the next of your food, of your supplements, of your pharmaceuticals? Right. You will never, will never know. Uh, so if you're having behavior issues before you run off to the veterinary behaviorist, uh, ugh, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> me too. Not really, but kind of. So, okay. Let me, okay. Your veterinary behaviorist. This is how I explain it to my clients. You go to a trainer. It's like going to the psychologist. They're going to give you tools. They're going to work with you. You're going to do some talk therapy, right? Um, but if you go to the veterinary behaviorist, it's like going to the psychiatrist. Here's your pill. Okay. So be aware of that before you go in and spend a lot of money to get a pill for your dog, for their brain, which is your Prozac, your Zoloft, your SSRIs, your actual antidepressants that they give people they're giving to their dogs. Okay. Before you go anywhere, and you still may need that trainer, Right. Some dogs have some quirks. You need some, the people need some tools on how to work with them. Absolutely. Change the diet, get the carbs out, see what shifts and changes, and then decide if and when you need something else. You know, I'm surprised at, at, at folks who have a dog who has had a seizure that can, that go in, get brain surgery. Okay. They're going to do some type of surgery on the brain. Mm -hmm. They're going to get on phenobarbital and they're going to continue to feed kibble. Yep. And that to me, that makes zero sense. But what that tells me is that there's not the knowledge base there. There's not the knowledge base there that says these type of things are contributing factors. And even let's just say, even if it wasn't, even if the kibble and the shots and all that kind of stuff wasn't a contributing factor to the seizures that were so bad that you had to have brain surgery. They're a contributing factor to ill health now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you actually heal better in a ketogenic state. Your animals will heal better without the carbohydrates. So even if you, you, you're listening now and you're like, oh my goodness, I did that or whatever. It's not too late. Change the diet. It's not. Change the diet. Right. Keep the inflammation down. Keep that from coming back. Get get them into a state where their body can actually heal themselves better. Right. If your vet is not a raw feeder, then you really are not well served by asking them about a raw diet or listening to what they have to say about a raw diet mm -hmm. in a negative way. They have no experience. No experience. No reference points. It's all hearsay. Um, that they're giving to you and they're not the boss of you. <laughs> they're right. not. And what if you just decided you're going to do six weeks and see what happens with your animals. And if nothing happens or it's too hard or it's stupid or what, then go back, but try it, right? Try it. You will most likely be amazed. Yeah. We have more uh, people. I mean, the, the folks that it doesn't work for are few and far between. Yes. They are few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, 
And or they, or they try it for six days, not six weeks. You know, Dr. Andy, it'd be like this. If there is a dog that raw just doesn't work for, there's nothing else going into the diet. There's no meat sticks. There's no dairy. There's no extra fruits and veggies. There's no pill poppers, right? Those pill pockets. Yeah. There's no pharmaceuticals. There's no pesticides. Well, then I, 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 you know, Yes, I would like to see that. I would like to understand that. Why could an animal that is created to eat a meat-based diet not eat a meat-based diet? Why would an animal or a human being do better on cupcakes, cookies, you know, and sugary donuts versus, you know, steak and Real food, real whole pork food. and chicken yeah. and fish. That that it doesn't work in my mind. So I mean, if if there's a case like that, then I yeah, I would like to see it. I just don't see it. Just don't see it. Yeah, and and it's that transition period that people have a hard time getting through. Right, right. Like yes, your animal actually may do better on kibble, and it may take two weeks to get it all transitioned over and rocking and rolling because the body's not actually used to handling whole foods. So the body has to change some systems. The body has to get some stuff in order. The body's going to have to learn how to absorb real stuff, and that's actually a process too, folks. Well. And what you just said, you said your dog may do better on kibble, but what you're referring to is, okay, he, he may not be vomiting. Right. He may not be um, detoxing. Yeah. That right? kibble that you found where the poop is good and they stopped vomiting because you spent years and years and years going from kibble to kibble to kibble and you finally found that one thing. Yeah. But is it nutritionally complete? Is it not causing other issues with other symptoms that you will see eventually? So yeah, when you go to raw and you have some vomits and when you go to raw, we have some diarrhea and we go to raw and they don't really want to finish their full meal and you work through that and you keep going forward because a whole food diet is going to be more supportive of that whole being and all those systems for many more years than that one over-processed food that you found that stopped whatever symptom you were looking at. Like you walk through it and you walk through it with your animal and you use a lot of cleaning products. They will be better off in the long run. That body needs that time to get used to whole food nutrition again. It's not instantaneous. And they got to detox. Yeah. That stuff has that to come out. Yeah. It's right. Got to come out. Got to so come out. Might have the goopy ears for a little bit like torch. It might mm -hmm. have goopy eyes. It might have mucus. A lot of mucus. Yeah. The mucus in the stools. It's coming out. Get it out. Let it out. Yeah. We actually had diarrhea go through my house last week. Everybody had like three poops of diarrhea. And it uh -oh. was like one dog and then the next dog. And you know what I did? Nothing. <laughs> I know. It's like. I, I got it. I got him outside to go potty. It was fine. And now it's all fine. I don't, I don't know. Did they all get some elk poop on our walks that was bothering them from this one animal out there? I don't know. I don't know. Well, and sometimes but... I'll mix in organs, right? So mm -hmm. I'll just take a whole uh, pound of organs and mix it in with the with a grouping of blends. And sometimes it's a little bit more than it should be. Right. And so. Yeah. That happens to me all the time, but yeah. this was like one dog after the next. So I think something just went through. All right. Right. You didn't run, no. No, didn't run didn't. to the vet. 
I didn't run to the vent. I didn't give them any pumpkin. I didn't do anything. I let them remove whatever they needed to get out of their body. Right, right. I, I, I feel for pet parents. I really do because mm-hmm. when something happens, you know, you're worried. But is your dog really going to be in an emergency type situation just because they got loose poops? Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing, they were eating. They were acting the same. So we just had some loose poops. Yeah, yeah. We could save you a lot of money if uh, <laughs> we're going to save you a lot of money, a lot of heartache, a lot of time, a lot of confusion, a lot of rabbit holes. Oh, so can we? Oh my God. If you just like hang loose, hang loose. Okay. Unless your dog is like, cannot get up, cannot hold down water. Yeah. You know, it's coming out both ends. Mm-hmm. Right. Like profusely. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have an issue. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and mainly what you want to do is make sure you get your dog in so that they can get hydrated. Yes. That's the biggest issue, even with Parvo, right? Yes. So your, your dog can survive Parvo if you keep them hydrated because yeah. parvo is typically this constant vomiting and constant diarrhea so um and if it, you can get them to your regular vet that you have a relationship with versus the emergency vet if you can make it through to the morning please do they know your animal and they know you a lot better yeah yeah all right everybody get over to animalmagiccare.com that is dr andy's site she can do a consultation with you. You know, there are so many things that's the whole body, right? Okay. The whole body, the body functions as a whole. And a lot of times we we take this little part and that little part, and then we knock that mm-hmm. other part out. So you really want to work with folks that are, that are um, highly skilled at working with the whole body and saying, have you thought about this? Somebody that is outside of the traditional box that can look and say, maybe it's not as scary and as serious as you think it is. Maybe you just want to hang loose for a second. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? It's always great to have somebody on your team. Dr. Andy is a great person that can be on your team. No matter where you are in the country, she can Zoom with you. So get over to AnimalMagicCare.com. Every Tuesday night, she's on Dr. Andy's World on YouTube. Bring your questions. Doesn't matter how crazy they are because we like crazy questions. We love crazy questions. Because <laughs> then we they're, have they're stuff fun. to talk about on yeah. the podcast as well. <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> Get over to Raw Dog Food and Company. If you're confused, you know, I've got that uh, I'm overwhelmed button. I also have the chat. Uh, We've got videos now on several of our products and most of our products will have little videos on there as well, Uh, especially in the treat section. I'm trying to show you guys, you know, can you snap these treats apart? Can you cut them? Uh, can you, do you have to have a sledgehammer? You know, what, what do you need for these type of treats and what's best for your dog? So get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, Dr. Andy. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.